You're listening to New England Public Radio News. I'm Susan Kaplan, and this is The Shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. Joining us today, Natalia Munoz, a contributor to El Sol Latino and a public relations consultant, and the Springfield Republicans, Ron Chimelis. Welcome to both of you. Thank, Thank you. you. Student protests at college campuses around the country grow even as we speak. At their heart, concerns about racism and sexism on campus. Starting yesterday, students at Amherst College staged a sit-in, which went through the night in the library. Earlier this week, protests at UMass Amherst and Smith College. Let's listen to Smith Jr., Raven Folks, Standing in the Rain. Thank you, everyone, so much for coming out here today. It means a lot, especially for people of color who aren't Black but are standing in solidarity with the Black community. Natalia, University of Missouri students got the ball rolling. How significant is it that these protests are happening on so many college campuses? It's a very exciting time. I was starting to think that the college student population was asleep at the wheel. And it's especially exciting that it was football players, of all people, who started this. Because as we know, football players and Ron, with respect, they just think about football, as or, or so I thought. But no, they were thinking of things outside of the game. And they, this is very important. And it's spreading and it's growing into different topics. It's not just about racism. It is about sexism. It's about college tuition. And I wonder if Bernie Sanders has influenced this in some way also when he made the call for free college tuition. The University of Missouri's football team actually didn't start the protest, but they had a serious impact once they joined it. What do you think about student-athletes commanding a different level of attention from administrators. In fact, in this case, already the president and the chancellor at the University of Missouri have resigned. Well, before we assign nobility to this entire situation, we should keep in mind that this protest was going on. Nobody paid attention until the athletes got involved, and people paid attention because they bring in millions of dollars to the university. So it wasn't as if people woke up and said, gee, these people are speaking the truth. They didn't want to lose the money. Nonetheless, there was a result that came out of this, and I think athletes have been underrated uh, in terms of what they care about and how much they care. Uh, I think this is a good thing. I think they should be heard. I would rather they not be heard at the point of a gun, which is what this was all about in terms of the money and the precedent. I'd rather they be heard on a continuing basis and respected and be student athletes. Do you expect that these student athletes at other schools across the country now are going to get more involved because of what happened? At the I end? think they'll be emboldened to do that. I, I think a precedent has been set. I think there was a, a show of strength in numbers. 58 of the 84 players at Missouri are African-American, and most of them were in on this. So I, around the country, I think other people will look at this and say, we can do this too. In addition to supporting the nationwide protest, some UMass Amherst students want to change in the school's mascot, the Minuteman, and the school seal, which depicts a Native American. Amherst College students today are demanding their mascot, Lord Jeff, named after Lord Jeffrey Amherst, who protesters point out wanted to send blankets with smallpox to Native Americans. Natalia, is changing a college mascot or a school seal? going to translate into better treatment of people of color? No, it's not the it's not the, the sole solution, but it is part of the solution. How? Uh, well, it's just, yeah, take Lord Jeffrey Amherst. Uh, uh, there, sh- there shouldn't even be a town named after him. 
Eh, there shouldn't be an inn named after him. He shouldn't be he shouldn't be revered in any sort of way. Eh, take the the mascot that UMass uses uh, of a of an Indian of a native Native American. You mean the seal? The seal. Yes, thank you. The seal. And um, these are iconic images. And if we change the iconic images, that helps to change the conversation. Ron, you wrote about the UMass Minutemen debate back in 2003 when the school was considering a change to the gray wolves. I'd characterize your comments as disparaging political correctness just a tad. More than a decade later, how do you see their concerns? Well, I think this debate over nicknames often is a waste of time, but not always. I think the Redskins in Washington should change their name. I think some names are more offensive than others, and I also think it's not worth arguing about, and that goes from the administration standpoint as well. If, if there's a bothersome aspect of Minutemen, change the name. Who cares? I'm a sports fan. I don't care if they're called the Minutemen or something else. Uh, I don't think it's a tradition that's worth fighting over to be honest with you. But school administrators, absolutely, and alumni fight over it all the time. Well, I I think alumni sometimes are resistant to change just by the nature of them. And I think they're wrong in a lot of cases. I think the tradition of a university should be to embrace a debate about this, to embrace change, and not to be stuck in the mud just because something was the way it was in 1940. Now, I'm a person who thinks Columbus Day should be changed because he was reprehensible. So I, I think if I'm a school president, I wouldn't look to change the mascot's name. But if it bothers people... Why bother people for no reason? Natalia, is that really what it's just about, though? I think it's, no, it's way deeper than, than bothering people, but I think Ron makes really good points. Um, it, the chancellor of UMass, Kambal uh, 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 Subaswamy, Subaswamy um, he's been very good at, even when he makes mistakes, he, compl- he comes right back and says, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to offend you. The other day he said something. Um, he's going to have a meeting with students today mm-hmm. uh, uh, on Friday. Getting ahead, getting ahead of things. So New York State prosecutors want to shut down the somewhat new and totally controversial fantasy sports sites, FanDuel and DraftKings. And it turns out Massachusetts Governor Charlie Baker not only doesn't think the sites are illegal, um, he, he tried one out and he was very public about this. Ron, I would love to get your color commentary on this brouhaha. Well, I don't know what league Charlie was in. I was in a fantasy baseball league for a while, and it was small-time gambling. It is gambling. There's no way I can be convinced that this is not a form of gambling. And I think it has to be looked at in that prism. So you disagree with the governor is what you're saying? Well, if he's saying it's not gambling, I do disagree with him. And so what do you think's going to – I'm just curious. What you- I, I haven't really come to a personal decision on whether it should be regulated, banned. I, I think it can be addictive. There's no question in my mind it can be addictive. But so can a lot of things that we allow in our society. So I haven't come to that conclusion. But when I hear it's not gambling, I do disagree. But Natalia, sports betting has been going on forever. So isn't there a point at which we should just stop trying to regulate because it's – do you think it's going to keep happening? Yeah, it's going to keep happening. And if anybody wants to regulate anybody, let's regulate Wall Street. There's gambling. That's high-stake, worldwide gambling that has real effects on people's lives, on their health, on their quality of life. Have you ever done a March Madness pool? No. Get out! No. (laughs) Wow. No, 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 no. Okay, everybody, we are done. <laughs> Natalia, she hasn't asked me. <laughs> Nata- I'm not asking you. I'm not saying anything myself. Natalia Munoz, a contributor to El Sol Latino and Springfield Republicans, Ron Shamilis. Thanks to both of you. And thank you, our listeners, for tuning in to The Shortlist, NEPR's Week in Review. I'm Susan Kaplan. This is New England Public Radio.